Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 podcast, an impromptu podcast in the lead-up to international football returning. Yes, hold your enthusiasm. It's Italy against England <laughs> in Naples. <laughs> and he's laughing in the background. Italy Thank against you. England in Naples? Well, that's all right. <laughs> I think of worse ways to spend a Thursday evening. Well... I wouldn't mind being in Naples, but I mean watching it in Manchester, perhaps. And you might have heard in the background the one and only Asen. Morning, Asen. How are you doing? Morning, Howard. I'm I'm really good. I'm I'm uh, I I woke up this morning and I had the sudden realization that tonight's game is actually a qualifier as opposed to just a pointless international game. Although some people would say that qualifiers yeah. are also what's pointless. the difference? Yeah. Yeah, but so and that immediately made me go. Oh, and it's against Italy, against Mancini, but the narrative's everywhere there, mate. We have to do a podcast. We do, yeah. I'm always happy to do one anyway. And to be honest, I kind of enjoy these matches. I mean, have you been bored this week? Have I been bored this week? Will you be bored by next Friday when it's been, I don't know, 13 days since City last No, week? I'll tell you why. I think the main thing for me is that I'm acutely aware of what's coming after this international break. Mm. Uh, the volume of games, the intensity of those games, and what we'll be riding on them. Um, and so it's all, it's almost nice to have a little... I mean, for example, Claire said to me last night, uh, can I get football schedule for the next two weeks so that we can organise our lives? And I was like, actually, there's no games until a week on Saturday. Um, and she kind of looked like she was going to faint. She was like, "What?" And I was Ooh. like, "Yeah, there's a there's an international break." So I think it's it's a it's a nice moment for it. But I will be ready. Come next Friday, bearing in mind it's the Scousers next, I'll be ready. Mm. I've always enjoyed these because I always like the break from the intensity. But actually, I think I was ready for another game after Burnley. You know, pretty quickly. Maybe not Liverpool. You know, maybe it's just uh, too much stress too soon. But. Uh, I think I was ready, and yeah, it, it's weird. I've just like got spare time in the evening and stuff. I just don't know what to do. Started watching Severance last night, so you know, not all bad. So, have you watched it? So, one of the best shows the last two years. Yeah, well, I've watched two Absolutely episodes, brilliant. and it's uh, oh, mate, mate, it's good. Every, I'm, I'm into it now already. So, every episode gets better, and it's one of those rare shows that drags you to the season finale and you're almost looking at it going, I don't know how this can get better. And mm. then they do the season finale and you just, my jaw was on the floor. And then I realized I had to wait a year, year and a half for season two. And I, yeah, it's just incredible. The season two started yet? Or? No, it's coming in the next four weeks, I right. believe. Brilliant. And uh, Ted Lasso. We are, I said with Steve, we might do a, a TV podcast on Monday, you know, to fill the void, even though we've got loads of other stuff uh, anyway, so I just wanted to talk about The Last of Us, so <laughs> so we may do that next week and I'll talk about Severance, so. but have you got back into Ted Lasso yet? Uh, not yet, not yet, it's, um, I, should we do, we'll do a little detour, I'm in the middle of writing a film, Yeah. Um, which is, it's not an idea of mine, it's a film that somebody else has written and uh, the director doesn't like the script, so they the studio needed a new script and I've been hired to rewrite this film. It's an American film and it's quite a big job. It's something I've never done before and I feel like there's a lot of pressure on it. Mm. So I've not actually been watching anything. I'm, I'm literally, 
I'm, I'm writing. When I'm not writing, I'm trying to listen to music, play music, read a book, like just stay away from screens and stay away from things that... Because I get really anxious if I watch a really good film or a really good TV show, then I immediately judge it against myself yeah. and then I get really stressed. That's the bar that's been set for you. Exactly. Well, when we've both watched the entire series, I'm sure we'll have a chat about it, so... Yes, yeah. definitely. It's more the same, I would say, the first three episodes. Or was it two? I can't remember. Should we talk football then? Yes. It's that old talk about cooking for the next half an hour as well. So, <laughs> uh, With the break, uh, are you not worried about Erling Haaland's uh, groin strain? It does seem to be precautionary, but in a way, not having games for two weeks might actually f- fall in our favour. Yeah, I... I... I had the feeling in the run-up uh, to... I, I had the feeling that, that they'd do something around Haaland um, with the importance of the games. I was quite surprised that he actually went away in the first place. I appreciate that they're qualifiers, but there's a lot of games to qualify through, and these aren't the most important. So I don't think he's injured as such. I suspect that after Burnley, he's gone... Eh little tired and they've gone all right well when you go to international duty tell them that your groin hurts and come home i'm not convinced with that argument at all uh, <laughs> i don't think it's serious i think it is because he's felt some pain just to come back but he absolutely loves pain for his country there's no way he'd be one of those players who you know where the club just finds some reason to pull him out for two weeks he wants to play and this is the area where you know, you've got to question whether he can get them qualified, him, Odegaard, you know, big pressure on those two to get them to some finals, to get them to qualify, you know, to take them to the next level after a barren period for the country. He would absolutely have wanted to play over this break, but that does not mean it's serious. It just means mm. he under, he'll understand, of course, if you feel anything, you can't risk it. Not in March, not, in, not as you're going into the last two months of a domestic season. So I. Don't think he would have taken it lightly, but I'm, unless new news comes out, I wouldn't take it too seriously either. Uh, all the noises, it's precautionary. As I say, it might have been timed quite well, because if we had had the midweek game or even Liverpool this weekend, it, it's possible it could have come too soon for him. Mm. And we obviously want him to be fit for the rest of the season. So That's fair. Uh, yeah, their game is, they've got Spain, and it's Spain on Saturday as well, so I bet he'd love to have played in that. And Georgia next Tuesday so and they're in I note the same group as Scotland so that's their third game as well so that'll be fun if we watch him score seven against Scotland (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see Scotland at the finals anyway I'm not one of those people so anyway England uh, Italy England then Roberto Mancini a chance to see his uh Tousled locks again and <laughs> see uh, one of our greatest heroes, our greatest managers. But I guess the first question, and just to reiterate, I know a lot of people wouldn't have paid much attention to this. The fact, they know it's an international break, but I couldn't tell you any other fixtures away from England. I'm sure that there might be some good ones. I'll look them up, you know, to see if there's anything worth watching. But England's group, to remind people, is Italy, England... Ukraine, who they will play on Sunday at home, Malta and North Macedonia, who, of course, the team that denied Italy getting to the World Cup last time around. So, 
Uh, I'm sure Italy will be keen to beat them uh, twice in this qualifying campaign. Top two go through, and I think there's playoffs as well. So even if you finish third, I don't know how they work it out. You Mm. do have a chance of still qualifying. So the question is, England in the past, of course, have failed to qualify. And we've just seen a big team like Italy have failed to qualify for finals. But it's pretty rare now, to be honest. Is there any jeopardy in these games at all, in this group for England? No. No, but I think that part of there not being jeopardy, I believe, in a weird way, increases the pressure on the England manager because I feel as though with Southgate, obviously the um, the kind of the after in the aftermath of the World Cup, there's this sense of oh well, we don't know whether he stay or he's whether he's going to stay or he's going to go, and he felt as though he took a lot of criticism in the build up to the World Cup, and I just think that in the cold light of day, he's got to acknowledge that. The criticism is built around a direction of travel for the England team. That if the watching world feels as though the direction of travel for England is correct, then there isn't criticism. And I think that when you've got a group like this, where it's basically just a walk in the park, it's kind of on you to make sure. I know it sounds terrible, but for want of a better word, that you entertain. If England can't go out there and entertain in this group, well, Southgate's going to get the same stick that he always gets. I think, though, if there's one game in this campaign where he plays it safe and doesn't look to let the players express themselves, it's this game. Why? It's the hardest game of the group, but obviously away at the other best team in the group. I do wonder if this we're not going to see the team expressing itself uh, tonight. It's one of those where he will go in with the, the ambition... Or the first priority is not to lose. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, we'll see, I guess. I, I I just... I feel as though this England team and this collection of players have been waiting to have the handbrake off somehow. And hmm. I feel as though this next phase of Southgate's management of England... It has to be about that. It can't, you know, continuing as is. Well, I don't, I don't buy into this idea that nearly winning something is some form of success. We're not scousers. Finishing second is not, um, is not a creditable achievement with the collection of players that England have. So therefore, we have to be looking at how we can do better and be one better. And I think that that part of that is going to come down to attacking better. Because, look, we we can set up in a low block and we've got really good defenders and we've got good holding midfielders and if we're compact and we're organised, it will be tough to break, it, break down. But the same could be said for Greece or whoever. You know, The point is, how do you go up a level? And I think that comes down to the attack. Did you see Southgate uh, moaning about the number percentage of Premier League starters this week, so? Yeah, uh, but I'll just I, I didn't you. pay much attention to yeah, it. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> he's been, I say moaning. Uh, look, he's England manager. He'll see things from his perspective. I don't. I'm not laying into him for this. I just don't quite get his argument. I understand he's going to push hard for things that benefit him in his job. 
and benefits getting you know the best pool of English players possible. He said there was only a quarter of Premier League starters uh, are English. Uh, now that's eleven players across twenty. I mean, it's still quite a lot of English <laughs> footballers starting in the Premier League, and of course, now unlike the old days, there's plenty of English players playing elsewhere. Uh, I think you know well over twenty ex- you know, top level players are playing in other big leagues in Europe, and he was a bit cherry picking really because he picked one specific weekend, uh, and it's twenty eight percent, and I think the. The actual average at the moment is about 30%, and the five-year average is 32%. Mancini himself has been moaning uh, for the opposite reason. He says all the Italians are... Too many Italian players are playing abroad and not in Italy, so he says that causes him problems. He's got a small pool to pick from as well. But really? Is, has Southgate got any reason to moan about the size, the talent and the size of the pool of English players he has to choose from at the moment? No. Absolutely not. I think that's. I just. I. I think for Southgate to be moaning about anything with the anything around that, when you look at the manner in which he goes about selecting England squads, he should talk less. Honestly, like he. he there's a. I get the sense with Southgate, and don't get me wrong, he's obviously a nice guy and he's a good statesman and he's a good whatever, right? But I get the sense that I didn't like the in the aftermath of the World Cup, the whole, like, briefing the press, well, I don't know if I'm going to stay because I'm offended by some of the mean things that supporters said about me and the media said about me. It's like, you're the, you're the England manager, mate. You're not, you know, that c- comes with the job. And similarly, the complaining this week, to me, it's like, well, no, like, I'm sorry, but we've never had a collection of qualifying for England players as good as we currently have. And, you know, that's like Tammy Abraham, don't get a look in. Why? Because he plays in Italy, but he plays for Roma. They're, you know, Southgate earns millions and millions and millions a year. Man can get his own private jet and go to Roma and watch him play if he really wants to. So, no, he's got nothing to moan about. Yeah, he does seem to trust Premier League players more than players elsewhere. Yeah, but... He does. And, you know, I think that's something that a lot of managers... Um, a lot of international managers are like that. And I wonder whether there is an element of the federation, whoever it is, uh, putting pressure on the, the setups to pick uh, domestic players, players mm. who play in the domestic leagues. I mean, um, just use an example like Tomori. I mean, I've not watched. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.